Welcome to the Big Fellas Podcast, where we chop it up about all things past, present, and future about the game of basketball. Where facts, stats, and context reign supreme. That is blasphemous. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. Always keep it real. Get ready to learn from players, coaches, and fans from all levels of the game and see the court in a brand new way. And now, fresh off the sidelines, here's your host, John Hartofillis. What it do, fellas, and welcome to the Big Fellas Podcast. I'm your host, JH, coming to you from New York City, the mecca of basketball. Today, I'm joined by the two hosts of the Bonafide Scrubs Podcast, Noah Levine and Will Swanky. We've got a go in store for you today, fellas. Episode number four, Kevin Garnett, Passion Personified. Noah and Will, what's going on, fellas? What's up? JH, man. Thanks for having us on. We're going to break down Kevin Garnett. Mr. USA Basketball and won the McDonald's All-American Game MVP in 1995. He was drafted straight out of high school with the fifth pick by the Minnesota Timberwolves in the 1995 NBA draft. After spending 12 seasons with them, he was traded to the Boston Celtics to form their big three in 2007. After that, he was dealt to the Brooklyn Nets in 2013 in one of the worst trades of all time before heading back <laughs> to his career, where, right where it started in Minnesota for one last season in 2015. KG was an NBA champion in 2008, an MVP in 2004, NBA Defensive Player of the Year in 2008. He was a 15-time All-Star and won the All-Star Game MVP in 2003, four-time All-NBA First Teams in 2000, 2003, 2004, and 2008, three times on the second team and two times on the third team. He was a nine-time All-Defensive First Team selection, winning it from 2000 to 2005, 2008, 2009, and 2011 with three selections on the All-Defensive Second Team. KG was the rebounding champion in four straight seasons from 2004 to 2007, and won a gold medal in the 2000 Olympics. KG is also the only player ever to average 20, 10, and 5 for six straight seasons from 1999 to 2005, as well as the only player to average 20, 10, and 4 for nine consecutive seasons from 1998 to 2007. He's one of only five players to lead his team in all five statistical categories, which he did in 2003, the others being Dave Cohen, Scottie Pippen, LeBron James, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's one of four players to win the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, with the other three being David Robinson, Michael Jordan, and Hakeem Olajuwon. So that being said, what do you guys want to hit on first? Yeah, as you were reading off a lot of statistics and what he accomplished, John, I think it says a lot about Garnett as an offensive player and a defensive player because it's funny, he was drafted out of high school in 1995. He kind of started that trend again. Most people played four years in college, and Moses Malone and uh, Daryl Dawkins got drafted out of high school in the 80s, but it just it wasn't really a thing until Garnett got drafted. He was a prominent McDonald's All-American. He got drafted really high, and it it looked like he he panned out, basically, with with his career. Yeah, and being drafted to the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, uh, a franchise that doesn't have very many notable players, I think he really is, you know, that guy for that team. And uh, he really was able to turn them around, you know, basically right away. Uh, They went to a Western Conference Finals uh, under him, and he really was just a, a leader. You know, he's obviously a very passionate player, as the title of this episode, you know, uh, insinuates. So a very good franchise player, especially for, you know, Minnesota in the beginning and then on to Boston. He was also able to fit uh, with those other championship caliber pieces. Definitely. Really good points for us to hit on. Well, what you were saying about them being a terrible franchise and not having a lot of notable players, they really were fighting with the Clippers until just recently for the worst franchise of all time. Since then, they've missed the playoffs every single year since Garnett left, outside of winning one game against the 2017 Rockets. Really, for the most part, he really was the heart and soul of the Minnesota Timberwolves franchise. On to some what-ifs. What do you guys think happens if the Timberwolves kept Ray Allen with the fifth pick in 96 instead of trading him straight up for Stephon Marbury, who was the fourth pick in that draft? Yeah, well, Garnett didn't really have a second wheel in Minnesota. They both played in the Celtics and won a championship. In the Timberwolves, they may have made the finals because they made the West Finals in 04. They lost to the, the Kobe and Shaq Lakers. 
Yeah, I I don't know because I'm looking at um, both Marbury and Ray's stats in the first couple of years of their career, and Marbury was you know right on par with Ray, if not better. Uh, definitely better in his rookie year, averaging more points, more assists. But also uh, in the next couple of years, you know, got to up to over 20 points per game. So you know maybe maybe Ray's play style could have fit the Timberwolves team a little bit better. But I think Marbury definitely, uh, you know, he he offered a lot right at the beginning of his career. Awesome. They're great points to hit on. What do you guys think happens if Kevin McHale trades into the Lakers in 2007? Being an all-time Celtics great, uh, couldn't stand trading him to the Lakers. Yeah, I think that's that's a really interesting, you know, what-if scenario because they won two championships under Powell. Or they could have maybe gone to, you know, four, even five championships if you pair uh, players as great as Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant together on the Lakers. If you think about if the Lakers won 08, Kobe three-peats, he wins 08, 09, 2010. I think we look at him differently. I mean, he may be even closer to Jordan or higher up on people's all-times list because Kobe three-peated with Shaq and then he three-peated on his own. He would have six rings. That would definitely move Kobe up higher all-time. It would make his legacy even better. If he were to win those three rings and three-peat, I think that would really solidify him at that two spot because Carmelo has zero. Dirk won his lone one in 2011. And I, I, I feel like at that point, it really kind of solidifies him in that upper echelon of power forwards right behind Tim Duncan at five. And maybe even he has a much better argument against Tim Duncan. So guys, uh, next up, we wish we could bring back. I really want to see just someone with the maniacal intensity that KG has. Russell Westbrook has, has some of that, but KG really just made everyone think he was crazy. It really showed that he just loved every minute of, of being out there on the floor. What else would you guys want to bring back? Yeah, absolutely. I think the like the intensity and the competitiveness uh, of uh, of KG and of the era that he played in is definitely something that's missed today in the NBA. Also, you know, with Garnett, the sort of the defensive prowess that has been been missed over the past couple of years. We have you know the the physicality of the NBA has definitely gone down since you know uh, the end of the 2010s, and I think that's something also that would make the game a lot more exciting, and it, it could also lead to the intensity. Uh, that we've also been missing. Yeah, the game, uh, it's like seeing less and less physical. Garnett, like he play, play with passion and emotion. We don't really see that of a lot of players. Like, Next up, we have the replaceability rating. Hypothetically, no time to prepare. It's game night. KG can't play. Do you guys think anyone can walk through that door and play in his style and kind of fill that void that KG would be leaving? You know, I mean, maybe this player is, you know, too much of an all-star or too much of a superstar, but I was going to think about Anthony Davis. As a Same. player that uh, that brings a lot, uh, brings a lot like KG. Um, obviously, his defensive prowess, averaging you know multiple blocks a season, definitely can anchor the paint for any team. And he also can step outside and hit you know mid-range jumpers and even three-pointers now, uh, as many other big men can do in today's era. So, you know, Anthony Davis definitely is a player that I think uh, plays a lot like Garnett now. Cage is also infamously in the 25K, 10K, 5K, and double 1.5K club. He's the only player ever to total mm-hmm. 25,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 5,000 assists, and 1,500 steals and 1,500 blocks for his career. Now, because it's the Big Fellas podcast and we always keep it real, I do have to mention that LeBron's going to crush that in absolutely everything but blocks because he's currently sub-1,000 mm-hmm. in that. But when it comes to points assists definitely LeBron's definitely going to shatter that so when his career is all said and done KG might not be the only member in this club but it's definitely something not revel in the fact that he did kind of fill up the statue in every way possible that's pretty impressive considering you know he didn't really have the ball in his hands that much you know bringing it up the court and operating on the perimeter he's more of like a post up back to the basket you know a rebounder kind of guy and the fact that he was still able to get you know up over 5,000 assists 
you know, 1,500 steals. It just shows the versatility of his game. And you also bring up LeBron. I mean, LeBron, he's in the running for 40K, 10K, and 10K. So that would be really amazing if he could accomplish that. Like, I didn't realize how good of a passer he was. Like, he averaged five assists in his MVP year. He averaged a lot of assists. Like, this guy could pass. He could rebound. He could, he could score. Like, he could kind of do it all. And he has a 6'11 guy that could, like, move like a guard at the same time. Just incredible how skilled he was. And, and I, I feel like this generation doesn't really know that. In terms of what would we consider the KG game, I think we should look no further than Game 7 of the 2004 Western Conference semifinals against the Kings. That was the only Game 7 win in Timberwolves history, and it was the last time they ever won a series. <laughs> what were your biggest takeaways kind of from looking into that game? Well, the, you have here in our, in our notes here for the show that it was a low-scoring game, 83-80. to 80. And Garnett had 32 points, so he was responsible for nearly half the points that uh, the Timberwolves score, which is, you know, it really shows, um, you know, their roster wasn't really up to par. He also had 21 rebounds in this game. That's pretty impressive. And five blocks and four steals, you know, going back to his versatility of his entire career really on display in this game. Yeah, Garnett was a beast. It really shows you just put the team on his back here. He didn't really have that many great teammates because Sam Cassell did score 23 Sprewell had 14, Wally Zerbiak, shout out to Wally, <laughs> working for MSG in the Knicks now, and uh, a guy named Trent Hassel had four points, and, and the Terminals really ended up wasting Garnett's career. This could have been maybe the one run they had a chance to break through, and they didn't. It's interesting, too, with Doug Christie for the Kings had 20-plus, but outside of that, Vlade Divac had seven, and Mike Bibby and Pedro had zero, so it was definitely a defensive slug match, and KG both was responsible for that and also did his work on the offensive end to bring the Timberwolves to W. So my last question for you guys, do you guys think uh, KG played in the right era? Was he too early, too late, or just right? I think it's just right because now, like, the game is evolving. Um, Kevin Grant really couldn't shoot threes. That was the only weakness you could say. I mean, maybe he would have practiced threes if he played in this era. That game was more back to the baskets still in the 2000s, like him and Duncan Belt, him and Shaq, him and, like, Dirk. Now, like, every, every team wants to go small and spread the floor. I mean, Garnett could punish the smaller players down low, but – you don't really need a great power forward or center to win in the NBA today. As, as we've seen, you need wings and guards. Yeah, I'll agree with Noah. I think it is just right. He got in the league in the late 90s. If he gets in any earlier, he's just going to run into the Michael Jordan wall, you know, regardless <laughs> of, you know, how great he is or, you know, what, whatever team he ends up on. Pretty hard to overcome uh, playing against Michael Jordan. And then if he gets in any later, he didn't know was bringing it up. The game is short, sort of shifted away from his style of play especially a player like Garnett who feeds on, you know, his intensity and his competitiveness. The game today really isn't, you know, suited for that as much. And he might really be an outlier. I do think his era is just right for him. As we all know, fellas, all good choppers must come to an end. That's all for today's episode. Special thanks to Noah and Will for coming on today. I know I loved every second of it, and I hope you fellas enjoyed it too. Well, it was great meeting you, John, and uh, thank you for having us on. We'll definitely collab more in the future since all three of us are very big basketball fans. It's definitely great to see where our podcast can grow. Yeah, absolutely. John, thanks so much for having us on. And uh, make sure, everybody, make sure to check out the Bonafide Scrubs podcast. You can check us out uh, on Instagram, also at the Bonafide Scrubs. We post a lot of content from our show each and every day, so make sure to follow us there. And uh, also, make sure to stay tuned for John's episode. We'll have him on the Bonafide Scrubs sometime in the future. Love to talk some basketball with you over there. Until next time. 
Thanks for listening to the Big Fellas Podcast. Check us out on all major social media platforms at Big Fellas Pod to join the chop up. You can also listen to us on every podcast platform on the planet. Stay tuned for the next episode, Big Fellas.